You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over or under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code ROW, capital R-O-W, to activate the offer. Again, visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code ROW when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. It's me, Bark, and Arms is to my left. Good morning. And then the knit is to my right. Glad to be, uh, uh, be with you on whatever day it is you're listening to this. Yeah, hopefully it's Thursday morning, because uh, that's probably when this is going to roll out. But so, that's that's our new thing. We're giving them options. We're not we just are, giving yes. them a Saturday before before the big games. Indeed. We want you to have more time to listen, because the people spoke, and we heard that people weren't getting enough time to hear the episode when we released it on Friday morning, or Saturday morning. I don't know. Anyways, we want you to be able to hear it, so we're doing it early. Wednesday recording nights, and uh, I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, we're actually we get to preview the Thursday game rather than recap it or act like it didn't happen, which is kind of what we were doing before. Yeah, we typically just uh, like what Thursday night football is a thing. Arizona sucks. Next, oh, uh, <laughs> when, when tomorrow night? Do you do we jump into the, your Dolphins and Texans real quick? We're gonna save that. Let's save talk it. first about what happened trade wise in the league. The league. Are you referring to the full unadulterated uh, rebuild that both the uh, Giants appear to be going into, but the Raiders have definitely committed to? Yeah, that's the one. They're actually yeah, that's, that's the one. They're leading the charge in this yeah. right now. The the Raiders are leading the charge in rebuild mode right now. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be the Broncos, but the Raiders are like assets. What's assets? Trade you, trade you, trade you. See ya, see ya. I thought the Giants were going to do it too. I mean, trading uh, Harrison for a fifth—that's a stud defensive tackle. But they're, they're starting, I think. I like, think they're getting going. I don't know who they're going to trade next. Eli Apple as well. Yeah. So Eli Apple, Devon so Harrison. This is like—it's it, almost like we've got these the teams in fantasy land who they're like, all right, I'm five and or one and five fire sale. Yeah. Yeah. Now. It's happening in real life right now. It's the mark of the fire cells in the in the front office. Yeah, yeah. but you don't see a, a team just move two of their stars, you know, two of the cornerstones of their young cornerstones, by the way. Now they got three first-round picks. The Raiders have five first-rounders in the next two years. They're going to need them. <laughs> they are going to need them. There's no doubt about it. I mean, 
for one, let's just call it what it is. You can't replace Khalil Mack. I mean, it's going to be no. nearly impossible to. If you hit on two of those picks, you're going to be lucky to replace Khalil Mack. I personally think that Gruden has been on both sides of the worst trade we've seen in you know the last 12 months at least. I mean, just got hosed by Chicago. Supposedly. And, I mean, yeah. they, they acquired two first-round picks. Yeah, one right. next year, one the year after well, that. So I, it could, could end up. And the difference there is Khalil Mack wanted paid, right? And, 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 and Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. Las Vegas. Uh, they knew they – didn't want to pay him. They couldn't. They didn't want to give him that much in what now we know is a full-on rebuild. Yeah, it would have been smart to build around an elite player like that. But if they're going to go full, I mean, let's to just me, call go this all out. Let's just call this out here, though. They're going to be in position to get the best pass rusher in this year's draft class. Probably with the number one overall pick. Right. It's Will a, he be Khalil Mack? Probably no, not. Probably but. not, but how many of those come along in a lifetime? Not very many. And, and, how, and, and you don't want to watch them walk away for nothing. And how many players are you ever going to have that you can trade to get two first-rounders out of? Is the answer four? No, not very often. I don't. There's not very often you're going to be able to do that. I was trying to do the whole... Yeah, but uh, what's cool student about teacher? Yeah, what's cool about them doing that though? Uh, I know this wasn't the intention of the front office when they made these trades. It was just strictly the gameplay on the field. You know, let's rebuild, let's offload Amari when we can with Khalil. It was forced; they weren't going to be able to pay him, so they did it. But what's kind of cool that's aligned for the Raiders is moving to Las Vegas. They now get to draft. They're an expansion team. Las Vegas, yeah, Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, it, it's kind of cool they can put their own stamp on the franchise with these first two drafts in Las Vegas. So, I know that, again, I know that wasn't the intention. Like, hey, let's offload all our good players and restart when we move out there. But they're getting that opportunity, and, and honestly, Derek Carr should be the next one to go. I, acquire, I agree. acquire some more early picks again. If you can get your enough, stamp. if you can get a first rounder out of, let's say, the Jaguars. That, for, that's exactly who I think should make a move. I, I think they should. I think the Jaguars should be going to the Raiders or the Giants. I think the Giants, those are the two. But I believe I read something that that, that trade's not going to happen. They're not going to trade for Eli, which I, yeah. I think is crazy because anybody's an upgrade versus Bortles. If right you now. can get Carr, though. In if my you can opinion. get Carr, definitely. But it, right now, so let's say that that happens and the Raiders end up with six first round picks in the next two years. Right. Now, in position to draft the quarterback of the future, I mean, they've got some young pass rushers, you know, Arden Key, you know, a couple other younger guys that aren't... You can build around. Yeah, you can At build... worst, they're the opposite side starter. They're not going to be this stuff, yes. but yes, yes. Arden Key's a good player. And we see this every year that there's a, a top flight, you know, as far as for the rookie uh, draft, there's a top, top flight receiver that goes late. Yeah. Or at least in the mid mid round. Right. So... You know, the Raiders aren't in a terrible spot. I mean, where'd Juju Smith-Schuster get drafted? Yeah, later later on in the first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where'd Cortland Sutton get drafted? Yeah, later yeah. on in the first. So there, there's people, there's going to be receivers there. That's been the theme of the last two drafts is, well, the last draft, uh, receivers going late, partially due to the 2016 draft where all those top receivers were terrible. I mean, Mike Williams, new impact, John Ross, new impact. So I think you're going to see continue that trend where the best wide receiver comes off at like 15 yeah, that's exactly rather than right. 7. Yes. Now, one thing I'm I was thinking about as I'm sitting here as a Raiders fan with, you know, five five first rounders right now. Yeah. In the next 2 years, five. 
How many was that? Five. Five. Let's 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 call the Steelers. For Lev? Yeah. For a first rounder for Le'Veon Bell? They, I got no problem with that. They should break they the Steelers organization should break the Raiders or we get a first rounder for Lev right now. Here's what I wonder though. Is there a chance that John Gruden, upon failing miserably from the get go, just coming out of the gate, you know, John Gruden, you you expect like, oh, we got John Gruden, man. No, it's not happening that way. Is it possible um, that John Gruden is kind of scurrying and scavenging a way to make us think that this was his plan all along, was to tear this team down and rebuild it in his image? Yes and no. Here's the thing. The Raiders two years ago was, a, I think, a 12-win team. Yep. Okay. They were bad last year. Yeah, they weren't good at all. All right. If you if you have what I mean, what are you going to do? They didn't really bring in any any uh, marquee type players. They didn't bring in anyone who's a game changer in this year's draft in free agency or anything. Right. I mean, Martavis Bryant. He, we're playing with house money with Martavis Bryant right now. We're waiting on his suspension to actually go into effect. Like we brought in what, Riley Cooper. Not Riley. Have Cooper. you noticed one of Varms' new phrases is playing with house money? Playing with house money. Playing with house money. Yeah. Next, it'll be you know Gruden's got some skin in the game. <laughs> I might call might I call Jordy Nelson Riley Cooper. I, I don't know why, but same guy. It, they kind of were for a while there, but you know we've brought in some of these these guys that are you know they're they're good. They're, they're supposed not, to be they're, like Gruden guys. Yeah, or whatever. They're, they're not great, but if we can turn this into something, into you know the quarterback of the future, if if uh, Carr's not the answer, um, look at, look in last year's draft. In the second round, Nick Chubb came off the board. In the third round, Darius Geis came off the board. The Raiders will have picks in all these places to where Sony Michelle is going to be available. You don't believe in Doug Martin? No. Okay. No, I believe in Doug Martin as much as I believed in uh, Marshawn Lynch. And Lynch started to grow on me, but oh, I don't. He should have. Lynch was pretty yeah, decent. Lynch, Lynch was. He just wasn't the dynamic back that I was hoping for, and he's like, you know, 34 years old. Yeah. But look, so it's a win. You're saying it's a win by the Raiders by a landslide, but looking at the reverse of this, I mean, giving a first for Amari Cooper to a very competitive team without a wide receiver, that's a, to me, it's a win win. I think the Dallas Cowboys got about as best a caliber of a receiver you can get in the middle of the year for a first because most of the other receivers i mean most great receivers are on really good teams or locked in like the odell back uh, odell beckham so but i, I think like, amari might be the best receiver they could have got i think, uh, think demarius thomas is being shopped i mean i feel like i'd rather have demarius thomas but, long, Amari, but think about that long term though yeah i mean dallas is young you give a fir- i'd give a first for amari before i would demarius yeah. thomas yeah. easy here's something your shocking. window is really is is you just shorten your window i mean you lengthened it by maybe six months and amari but, amari cooper's still younger than cooper cup yeah, yeah, he's super he's young. Still young. If somebody can just coach him up or teach him how to not drop the ball or got, or show him how to play football again like he forgot, like he's Markel or Marquez Fulton or whatever from the 76ers, I forgot how to shoot a jump shot. It's, for some reason, you know, Amari Cooper's forgotten how to play wide receiver. Or Derek Carr just needs to go, one or the other. I think, I think it was a, a new change of scenery. Uh, just a different system to where he can be the man. He doesn't. It, it's going to be a winning system in Dallas. I, I believe in the Cowboys this year, again because of the defense and Zeke. 
but this only helps him. I think being on a competitive team is going to help his competitive nature and come out, try to fight for some balls, that sort of thing. Get back to Martin Cooper at Alabama. And maybe what it is where he was the man. Yes. Maybe what it is that he was never the guy to be the focal point of the offense. He's an accent mark to the offense, so to speak. Yeah. You know, because whenever the Raiders had Latavius Murray and they were able to really, you know, get it done on the ground, not worrying about, you know, we have to rush the ball, you know, 30 times to get it done. They rush at 20 and have the same effect as that a Marshawn Lynch did. It leaves Cooper open, much like Zeke's going to do. You got to account for Zeke. Yeah. I mean, I and I almost feel like, and this is something I, I straight up heard on uh, the radio, maybe as Mike and Mike or something this morning, or Gold Coingo, sorry. Um, but it's almost like the Raiders were devoted to giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch even when he was ineffective. I feel the opposite. I, I feel like they, they threw the ball too to, much. I feel like they didn't give it to Marshawn enough. Like, I, I think you had somebody effectively getting four plus yards of carry this season. And you're still only feeding him the ball 10 to 15 times. Marshawn Lynch is a 20-plus style back that gets stronger as the game goes on, and the game script doesn't And he just t- needs, like, one crease to bounce a big one. He does, you know? yeah, because he can, he can bowl through. He's good at breaking tackles. He's not the fastest guy in the league, but he can still break tackles. And it, it just – I think part of the Raiders' problems is, is playing – this whole we've got to make Amari Cooper good game. We've got to make Jordy Nelson good because we talked him up all off season, you know. And we got to get our franchise quarterback yeah, stats. We got maybe be, not stats, but utilize him more. Yeah, we got to be a 2018 NFL franchise. When really, if you'd have just got a little more balance, you probably would have hung around in some more games. But little too late. Time to move on. Sell some pieces off. But I mean, one game this year, Lynch went over 100 yards. After that, his how best many game, times did he get more than fifteen carries this year? Um, five, four games. Five, excuse me, three games. Over fifteen? Yeah. Over seventeen? Three games. Mm. Did he get twenty in any of them? The one he got one hundred and thirty yards, but the that other works. I'll take that. But eighteen carries, he had sixty-five yards, and nineteen carries, he had sixty-four. I refuse to believe the other two were seventy-yard gains. I mean, let's just—that is what it is. Like he's not. It, it, was he effective? Four point one seven yards a carry. 4.1 or 1.8 if you round I got up. really lucky there because I wasn't 100% no, I, sure if he I, I, I thought, plus. I thought he was lower lower than that got myself. Him. But, you know, he, he got three touchdowns. And one of them, like, he was stopped at, like, the 15-yard line. And he looked did look straight beast mode and carried, I think, nine guys into the end zone. I'll give him credit on that. But other than that, he's not impressive like he used to be. He's not full beast mode. No, he's you not full beast mode. You need someone dynamic in this NFL. You just – you need someone who can – you know, effectively bounce it outside. And he he's a between-the-tackles guy more than anything. He's solid. One of the best, you know, getting in the end zone uh, running backs that's played in the last 15 years. I mean, I, I think from, like, I could be wrong on this, but it was like 2010 to 2014, he was the leading uh, touchdown guy. The only person close to him was AP. I mean, he was a stud, but his prime's over. His prime's over. Yeah, his prime's over. He, I don't think we were disputing now, that. Now, of course, he's on our IR, and maybe that's part of the decision to say, all right, we're definitely not competitive anymore. Marshawn even said that he doesn't want to play for Las Vegas. He wants to play in Oakland. So, mm. And his contract's up this year. Yeah. I think, I think Steph Curry he, would have done. 
He's done like Marshawn Lynch. We may never he's see done him now, play again. Yeah, we may never see him play again. And he's a national treasure. He's one of the you know he's one of the funniest guys to ever watch. And one of the so prettiest. long, so long beast mode. One of the prettiest I've ever seen. <laughs> one of my fantasy football like uh, Hall of Famers right there, Marshawn yeah. Lynch. He, yeah. He's got to right be for you because you're you're the guy who's like, yeah, I'll give you know a second for Marshawn Lynch when someone's trying to fire sale him, right? And oh, Chad, yeah. no, and Chad turns him turns it into like no no less votes. than a championship appearance. And <laughs> right. you're like, hey, more power to you, man. Well, let's before we move on, let's talk Amari. Does this move? So let's officially put it to paper. Does this move help his fantasy value or hurt his fantasy value? To me, it hurts his fantasy value. I I just don't think Dak can support him because Michael Gallup is. I'm not, not talking him up, but you still got Michael Gallup and you have Alan Hearns. It's not a given that it's just going to be a force feed Amari show to I, me. I understand that, but Zeke is that good to where he requires the additional attention. And what is what Dak's been doing the last few weeks on the ground? They've really they've got to spy Dak. They've got to stack the box to to stop Zeke. And now you have, you know, a more than capable Amari Cooper. He's not great anymore. He that's never was, getting, was great. That's what I was getting ready to say. Does he scare anyone? He's going to – he's right now versus a Michael Gallup, he's an upgrade. So, to me, this shows more than anything that he ends up being the guy who draws number one coverage from here on out. Can he be a stud? No, but the team gets a lot better. I do think it's an upgrade for Amari's value on the season just because – he's no longer the prime time player on that yeah. team well it, it's kind of ba- to me this is the baseball equivalent of going out and getting a mid-tier number one because what he does is he makes all four other pitchers that much better in their matchups and that's what amari cooper does for the cowboys he's going to draw that number one coverage you talked about which makes a michael gallup that much better his value yes. go up uh, football wise, maybe not necessarily fantasy wise, but he gets a better matchup. The even the tight end becomes a little less uncovered in the middle of the field with the safety staring him down. A Cole Beasley is going to going to be able to run wild underneath. So, I again, I think this is a a win win for both teams. I agree there, but but I really like this pickup. Uh, it, more football wise than fantasy wise, right? Uh, to me, fantasy wise, it's it's kind. Of, I think he stays the same. To me, I know this has been the. It's funny. It's been the debate all season amongst us. But Dak or or Carr, uh, to me, they're about the equivalent quarterback talent wise. I know y'all don't agree with me there. Dak's got a really really good deep ball. Well, I and and one I, thing I've never said is that Dak's not talented. I just his confidence is shot. He's talented. I think this I helps think, his I, ca- that, confidence. I'm with Chad well on this, and very I, well could. you know darn well I'm a Dak hater. But more, me too. But. but what what this does is it gives him a, a, theoretically a more reliable target, someone who's proven that he can do it in the league, even with his drop history. But still, yeah. yeah. But I mean, as recently as I think three weeks ago, he had ten catches. You know, right. on ten targets. You know, he he knows he's got someone who can catch the ball, do something with it, versus. You know, Alan Hearns had what one season of around a thousand yards, yeah, like ten-ish touchdowns. I think it was even his rookie season, and that was with Allen Robinson taking all of the coverage. Yeah, you know, now you've got Hearns is kind of the de facto number one. I mean, this helps out Cole Beasley. This helps out the the Cowboys organization. Helps it helps Zeke. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, I mean they get they definitely can, helps Zeke. They can lead. 
There's a passing threat and a guy who can isolate the safeties a little bit deeper into the field to let Zeke hit the second level harder. You, you at a minimum have to account for Amari Cooper. You have to account for him. Whether he's going to kill you, you got to cover him. Right. Yeah. And anything that enables you to hit it harder, you got to hit it harder. Yeah. I, I think that, if anything, Zeke gets a little bit closer to that number one running back. If you're not hitting things hard. Yeah, if you're not hitting things hard, you're just leaving them Why unsatisfied. Try? Just leaving them unsatisfied. And and Zeke is you not start? able to satisfy the holes that the offensive line is opening up for him. And they're still, but this it, will allow. But this will allow. It's still there's gr- holes to get lubricated and for Zeke to get right through. That's too much. You're you're on point with most of this. With Zeke sweat, fun. Zeke sweat will lubricate <laughs> the right. holes. <laughs> Shoot right through. <laughs> I, but yeah, I like. I I think it's a great move for Amari's career. Uh, fantasy owners, if you sold Amari before it happened, I think you did the right thing. Dak owners, if you bought him low before this happened, I think you did the right thing. So I, I agree with Nit and Arms to that matter. Now, uh, I think this helps Dak a ton. So I mean, I, he could very well win. Win. He he could very well make me pay up on the bet. He he the went Derek Carr and uh, he I went said, oh, to I said his name right. He went David. to a better team. I mean, it's as simple as that. He went to a better team, and you don't always have to have the quote-unquote superior quarterback to have a better year because the supporting cast is just better around him. Outside of Jordy Nelson, what are they – I mean, I know Cook is doing all right tight end, but what's really going on with the Raiders organization? Who do you have to worry about getting the ball out of the backfield? Not a worry, but I'm going to tell you a big pickup to go grab right now. Seth Roberts. I think you go out and you grab him as soon as possible because, one, Martavis Bryant hasn't shown in two years, the last two years of his playing, that that he is as good as we thought he was. Jordy Nelson is old as dirt. He still looks pretty good, but he's old. I don't see either of those guys becoming the consistent threat in Oakland, and I'm not saying Seth Roberts (laughs) will be the consistent threat. I'm saying go pick him him up because he's free. Yeah. He's free. No one's picking him up still. Correct. He's free. I don't know why no one's picking him up, but Raiders fans in general, I don't know about you, have been pining for him to get more I mean, of a chance. In when the Seth offense. Roberts gets you know it's gets here. the ball, he looks pretty good. I mean, I won't say he looks like P. Kamari Cooper good, but he's looked all right. You know, and frankly, can he be worse? Can anybody be worse than the way that Amari has looked for you know what five out of six games? No. But I'm just saying this could be an Albert Wilson situation. It, it could very well yep. be an Albert Wilson situation with Seth Roberts. I kind of like him, kind of picking him up where I can, especially at the price of free. Yeah, I mean, you you, legit, you legitimately might yeah, be able to grab him for a couple weeks. If, if your league will allow this, you might be able to get Seth Roberts for a zero bid. I did. Today. A zero free agent bid. Just I'm, I'm claiming him on waivers. I did Nobody today. else puts anything on it. So, Arms, give uh, Amari Cooper, how much is he going to score this week, or is there an issue with it fantasy-wise that he got traded? Um, double bye weeks. Oh. He's going into a, yet another bye week. Oh, that's like a, that's like a bacon king with two so, charbroiled patties of death. So, you get, <laughs> you know, the bright spot about this for Amari Cooper is there's, there's going to be two weeks in a row that Amari Cooper d- does not drop a ball. That's that's fantasy gold. I mean, he's not going to drop a ball. To, if your league no penalizes drops. it terribly, he's going to have no drops two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. No drops by Amari. 
I love it. it. You know, it's it's so sad. You but guys, it, is, it uh, is nice for Dallas to have them on a, coming in on a bye week, and they can get them incorporated week nine right oh, away. Oh, yeah. Again, comes right down to what you've been saying the whole time. This is great for Dallas, just not for fantasy. So, now, Marshawn on IR. Theoretically, Carr's got to throw the ball. the Raiders I'm anymore. Done. Hey, hold on a second. How long can you talk about the Raiders? Literally all day. Just go pick up Jalen Richard. That's what you want to say, right? No, yeah, actually, definitely. Or Doug Martin. Definitely I wanna, I wanna pick wanna up Jalen Richard. Faces. But what I am going to say is, I mean, Carr's got to throw the ball a ton now, a ton. He's he's going to get his fair share of interceptions, but I think that Carr's going to put up a ton of yards the rest of the year. I don't know how many uh, touchdowns he's going to have because to this point, <laughs> he hasn't had many. So yeah, there's no one to run the ball because the muscle hamster is now kind of more like the muscle groundhog. So, I mean, it's going to be – that's why I like Seth Roberts. Again, just looking forward to winter. Right. The, the so ground. he can just burrow under the 50-yard line. Hibernate like, I'm, for – I'm scared months. of that other side. I'm scared of that other side of the field. It's don't like, don't no, want to go there. Not the red zone? No. Oh, it's red. That means it's hot and fire and burning. No. You guys want to talk about some games or get right into our not-so-obvious starts and sits? I, we got to go not-so-obvious hits or sits. Ooh. Right away, right? Yeah, I think we do. So, without further ado there, here you go. It is. It's the not-so-obvious plays of the week, brother. Ooh, yeah, it's the not-so-obvious plays of the week, brother. Brother. Left left bro, brother, right brother. Bro. Kick us off, Nick. Hey, going to go to the quarterback position. My not-so-obvious hit my not so obvious hit of the week going to be Russell Wilson against Detroit a week. week so, Detro- so you're saying start. You got me start. confused with the hit. Hit. Yeah, he's my not so obvious start slash hit of the week. It's going to be Russell Wilson. A little flashback to 2017 we might see. Running around a little bit. Doug Baldwin's getting a little more healthy. It seems like they're finding a ground game, though we don't know who it's going to be, but they are finding some consistency on the ground. All things that help Russell Wilson – be successful. And again, going against the Detroit Lions, I'll take that matchup all day. They've been a league low, a league low in uh, uh, passing defense this year. So give me the, Russell Wilson, the, baby. They're hot and cold, though. They're they're so hot and cold. Right now. Like, yeah. if they're establishing the, establishing the running game, which they've done a couple games, and, you know, they can do that, you know, against the Lions, it's like they don't allow a ton of yards uh, to be passed against them. So, you know. Is what it is. Arms, give us your quarterback. Andy Dalton. Not so obvious start. Andy Dalton, I mean, just for the the mere matchup of it, I think that uh, the Buccaneers have been getting, not think, I know the Buccaneers have basically been torched week in, week out by pretty much everybody. I mean, I expect Dalton legitimately to have an an easy, easy three touchdowns, no less than 300 yards this week. They're going to win it through there. They've got a stud in Tyler Boyd. They've got an absolute monster in A.J. Green. A couple down weeks for Boyd. I hope he comes back. I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about Boyd at all. But, you know, Mixon, he's getting closer to full strength. And, hey, this all bodes well for Andy Dalton to to key up a big game. All right. Well, I'm going to go talent-wise with somebody on the same level as Dalton. That's kind of harsh. But anyways, my my not-so-obvious start of the week at quarterback is a guy whose uh, starting job just got a lot safer uh, because some guy named Chad Kelly, Chad Kelly, 
decided to get super wasted and go into a neighbor's house and sit on the couch and ramble incoherent words. That's what happened to Chad Kelly. I finally saw the full thing. He got super hammered at Von Miller's Halloween party <laughs> and wandered around outside into a stranger's house, sat on their couch, and said words like we do, like uh, exasperate and, you know, uh, skin in the game or whatever yeah, Arms has been saying lately. Totally. Got a lot of skin in the game. He got a lot of skin in the game. But I love Case Keenum this week. One, because of that reason, he's going to feel like there's not a monkey on his shoulder because we've been talking about Chad Kelly a little bit. Everyone has uh, has potential to pass him up, but it's against KC. Kansas City, the reason you've seen close games in Kansas City is because they cannot defend the run or the pass very effectively. And I think Case Keenum is going to find Cortland Sutton a lot. Emmanuel Sanders has already shown he's really good this season. Uh, and maybe Demarius gets in on the act as a little bit of, of trade bait action. Like, look, he can still do it, but you know, and, and Philip Lindsay Run. probably going to carry the load and he's a threat out of the backfield. I like case Keenum, uh, for at least two touchdowns this week, plenty of yards. And, uh, I think you can safely start him even, even in 12 teamers. I, I'm talking 16 initially, big, big even, week. I think even in 12, I especially think especially with Case the Keenum, top 12 guy this week, yeah, especially with all the bye weeks. I mean, a lot of people do have, do have their starting quarterback, a Matt Ryan, a, a Phillip rivers on, on by. So feel confident rolling out uh case Keenum. He, he doesn't have Chad Kelly looking over his shoulder so he can go out there and throw as many interceptions as he wants. Yeah. And, and guess what? He's going back out there on the next drive. Absolutely. He's, he's like, going to fling it a little more. Who's coming in? Emmanuel Sanders? I mean, I, whatever. <laughs> Maybe. Emmanuel yeah. didn't look bad last week, though, in the Rock. No. But, I mean, it, this is – and there is a lot of tough matchups this week. You were talking about some of, sitting some of those guys that are on by. But, man, Cam Newton faces the Ravens. Carson Wentz faces the Jaguars. Hey, he'll hold up. We're about to get to the not-so-obvious Right, shit. but I'm just – sorry, my bad. But, I mean, there's a lot of quarterback uh, – Joe Flacco's been good, but he's going up against Carolina. They've been solid against uh, all, all around defensively. Well, let's just do that. You're not so – let's do our quarterback not-so-obvious sits. Yeah. And we'll jump back into start. So, you got Flacco then, correct? No, no. I have oh. Flacco scratched out. He is someone that I'd stay away from. I was, I was going for a little more than on the not so obvious. I'm going to go with an even bigger name and someone I actually uh, acquired this week. I'm going to go with TB12 and, and and go with Tom Brady against the Bills. And the reason is the the Bills ain't that great defensively, but because they're so terrible offensively, teams have just been running all over the Bills. Uh, their their past defense has actually been in the tops of the league more for non-utilization than anything. No one's thrown against them. But I think it's going to be the same game plan for for uh, New England. Tom Brady's just going to have a pedestrian day out there. Don't expect anything amazing. They found a running game with James White. Sonny Michel supposedly uh, he's, he's most likely not going to play. Yeah, but but there's a lot of reasons for them to run the ball right at the Bills, just like all season. So I'd pass on Der- or uh, I'd pass on Tom Brady if I had a different option. I'm doubling down with you. Tom Brady's my sit. Now I'll tell you why though. Rodgers one touchdown against the Bills. Kirk Cousins one touchdown against the Bills. They've had a few guys who, you know, lit them up a little bit, but the, the worst case scenario, I think, was three touchdowns. You know, they've shown that they have the ability to stop uh, to stop the pass. 
And with, as you said, the ground game gets established. They give up runs on the ground. They do. So. They do allow some uh, some room to run on the ground. I mean, I'm steering entirely away from Tom Brady this week. Not worth. Don't even think about him in DFS. I kind of agree because I mean, people. And I think a lot of people agree with us because I see a lot of pickups of Kenyon Barner this week. Apparently, he's going to get some more work, and people like him as like a uh, very cheap DFX 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 DFS play. Uh, but I'm going to jump over. Mitch Trubisky uh, is my not-so-obvious sit of the Off week. Off the hot streak he's on. Off the hot streak that he's on. And the reason being is the same reason arms don't like Brady this week. Uh, I think that the Bears get out to a bit of a commanding lead. You got the New York Jets trying to integrate Rashard Matthews into the offense. They just lost Bilal Powell to IR. He's done. Bilal Powell. That was a little devastating. Done for the season. Maybe done for the career. year. Or, yeah, but sorry, career. And... They're just nicked up. Isaiah Crowell's nicked up, and I just think that the Jets are going to be playing from behind. They're, you're going to see a lot of Jordan Howard in this game for the first time in a while. And, and I if think he that doesn't work, Tariq Cohen. Yeah, Cohen's been great. So. I mean, Cohen gets nothing after contact. A, a strong wind could take him down. Yeah. But good luck touching him. No doubt. Let's that's go that's back, the difficult uh, part. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to our not-so-obvious starts. We'll stick with them and go back to the sits after we're done. Uh, Nick, you want to go? You pick the position. You're not so obvious. Start at just going right down. We'll go right down the uh, fantasy football roster. Let's go to running back. My not so obvious. We're doing starts slash what I like to call hits right now. Right? Why he's got changed? I don't know. Hits and sits. I told you that off air. I wanted it, so I'm just going to bring it on to the not show. So, well, I got changed. Now we're not. Now we're not so obvious. We have to call Hulk Hits Hogan. Of the week, brother. I have to call Hulk Hogan and have him record this. You know how much that cost us, Chad? Dude, I'm I'm I used my okay. one free pass. Now it's junkyard dog. Oh, we got to go down to. Okay, it could be the not so obvious starts of the week. Can we? Uh, can we get Warrior just? <laughs> and you're like, I think good. I think he said. Start of the week? I don't I think know. so. This is so. yeah. So my not so obvious start of the week is the not. It, it, I have him here for two reasons. Uh, a, he's been getting the lion's share of the carries recently. Lion's share. I knew it was coming. But oh. I'm not going with Detroit. Okay. I, that was just a bad bad analogy. For right. this. Maybe sorry. his college team was the Lions. No. Okay. But I'm going. Okay, I'm going with Latavius Murray. All right. Not so obvious because uh, he's down there, uh, down the 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 fantasy draft board a little bit. But he's also been getting a, a lot of touches, especially at the goal line uh, for Minnesota, and they've been around it. They're they're a high powered offense through the air. But then again, when they need to move the ball, they're giving it to Latavius Murray. 24 touches two weeks ago, 15 last week, three touchdowns over that span, and he's still getting the, the ball thrown his way out of the backfield a couple times a game. Now, the other reason it's not so obvious, he's actually facing the Saints. You go, Saints, bad defense. Actually, they've been pretty good against the run, mainly because, again, mainly because everyone throws against them, but Frequently that's the game plan. And successfully. <laughs> yeah, but I think Minnesota is going to stick with what they've been doing the last two weeks, feed him the rock to get the passing game open with Diggs and Thielen and Kirk Cousins, Kyle Rudolph, all of them. So I think I think Latavius Murray is in for another 15-plus carry game and at least a touchdown against the Saints. Total terrible def- team defense, even though they've been stat-wise good against the run. All right, I will. Uh, I'll buy that. By the way, I'm, I, I'm buying that I, I, as I'm, well. I'm with you, and I mean, it, I don't even know Cook's status this week, but I don't think it matters. 
So far from what we've seen this year, yeah. Dalvin Cook is far and away the inferior player to Latavius Murray. He's just a change of pace back at this point. I don't expect him to be that way his entire career, but it, they're easing him back into the offense off of injury, but that's good for Latavius Murray. Likely out to week 11 as well, Dalvin is. Dalvin is? Through, yeah, yeah, out through the bye, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's probably going to miss up to week 11 so maybe longer I think as it's you're a saying taking it easy with him and latavius right. murray go get him right now yeah if you didn't already especially if you're a sony michelle owner because he's a guy here, here's the other thing long term even when dalvin comes back if latavius is playing well which he should be against the saints and lions over those two games He's going to earn his keep of the off. He'll earn his snap count over the next two two weeks and be that number one back from here on out. That's what I'm saying about his long-term value, not just this week. Like it. Uh, my not-so-obvious start of the week, and for reasons said earlier, I'm doing a lot of double down with some of these teams here lately because looking through the, the games and the matchups, uh, Trent Cannon of the Jets last week came in for an injured Bilal Powell, led the team in Bilal receiving. Powell? Bilal Powell. They led the team, Trent led the team in receiving, and now you've got this big mix-up at wide receiver. Like, Terrell Pryor is gone. Uh, Robbie Anderson has been hit and miss. They brought in Rashard Matthews, who I love. I think if, once he gets integrated in a couple weeks, I honestly think he's the receiver to own for the Jets. Um, but the Jets playing from behind against that Bears offense that I said would, you'd see a lot of Jordan Howard uh, trying to salt away a lead. I like Trent Cannon to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. I'm talking all the way up to 10. Whoa. Will they be for a bunch of yards? No. I'm thinking 10 for 89 and possibly a touchdown. But, I mean, PPR, this guy's going to give you a lot this week. Isaiah Crowell's not going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Elijah McGuire's not back yet. Trent Cannon, I, I, I want to say, what's that? Pick, pick up of the week? Trent Cannon is Nick Cannon's nephew, and he's explosive just like Nick Cannon shoots out is that all like true i'm not uh, not at all it, the okay. kid may be valuable in a little, uh, little dan cummins for you there a little, little, uh, yeah, little promo and then like that's not true at all like, <laughs> no, no, that's true he might be value on ppr but i'm not sure that he musters 40 total yards past the line of scrimmage that's against possible. the bears it could be 10 for 40 i mean that it, it it's a scary it's matchup 14 points, points. It's, it's a bad matchup i don't want you know if trevathan uh smith um, Khalil, Khalil Mack. I mean that Nick got, Kwiatkowski. Nick Kwiatkowski. <laughs> he's still still how do, you, how do you forget Nick Kwiatkowski? But the, uh, that's a good linebacking core. They go. I mean, they're four deep, and I'm not worried about any of them not being able to stop. You know, tr Nick Cannon's brother, nephew, <laughs> Trent Cannon, whatever his name is. I'm not Dad, worried I about love that. Nick Cannon. So, you son. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyhow, you, you, you got a start of the week. Absolutely, Raheem Mostert. Oh, you said Raheem Mostert. 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 I'll tell you what, Raheem Mustard sounds like an excellent condiment to the offense. Is <laughs> he's, he's definitely an excellent condiment to the offense? No, uh, against the the mighty Rams, the guy gets seventy. The mighty Rams. That's the best defense in football right now. The best team in football. Best right now. all around team in football, no doubt about it. But he got seventy eight total yards. And he was the only back to get past the line of scrimmage, I believe, for San Fran last week. I mean, um, Breida came, came out with – he ended up with a half – negative .5 points on the week. Huh. I love me some Niners and Mustard. That's against the Rams. The Cardinals don't have the worst defense in the world. They're, they're still trying to figure it out. But if, if I'm searching for somebody 
and I've got, like I said, someone on a buy or Sony Michelle who just got hurt. Who you know, I've been playing in one of my leagues. Most are he's likely with Breida most likely being out. He's going to probably get the start. And what can he do with it? If he can get 78 yards against the Rams, I don't. And there's no doubt in my mind he can get 100 against Cardinals. And it could be Latavius Murray 2.0 if Niddle's right. Uh, he may not give that job back. Correct. Because Burita's just been nicked up, and he has he's been okay. He had he's a lot been, of yards to start the season. Yeah, yeah. He, he he busted out first two or three games and and really put some stats to paper because he came in adrenaline pumping. But I mean, he obviously Jimmy can't G hold. actually played. But yeah. the, the thing he can't hold up to the rigors of the NFL. I don't. So believe. the previous game to to the Rams, he got eighty seven yards against the Packers. Yeah. So I mean, it's not put like some he mustard on it. It's not like he had you know came out of absolutely nowhere. Kind of did. But two weeks in a row, he's given you giving you over eight and a half fantasy points. Am I wrong in thinking Raheem Moster is a former Cleveland Brown? That I do not know. I'm not even. I, I have I'm no not idea. even willing to speculate on. While that. I, you undoubtedly looked that up, I know you are. Oh, you definitely. want to validate it? I'll give you the desperation running back play of the week. Dun, 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 dun. All right, I made my own segment up. The desperation running back play. Hey, Marcus Murphy for Buffalo. Uh, well, Sean McCoy is going to be out. Uh, in over nine touches last week against the Colts, he came away with seventy yards. Seventy yards total between his rushing stats and his receiving stats. Throwing the ball six times. If he gets a little more volume in this game, desperation play of the week. He's available on all fantasy waiver wires. I guarantee you. Go out and pick him up. You'll probably get ten points out of him at a minimum. He probably has lower ownership than Curtis Samuel because I still have Curtis Samuel on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, give us your wide receiver. Oh, we're going down the wide receivers, huh? Yeah. Okay, I, I think I do remember you saying that. He is a former Brown, also a former Dolphin, former Raven, former Chicago Bear. That means he's not very good. That means he or hasn't he found had better his... guys above him. He had Duke Johnson above him. I don't know about Miami. I mean, Kenyon, Kenyon Drake and Jay Ajayi? In my, 2015. Okay, and then he had, <laughs> who was the, pre, the next one? Ravens fifteen. The Ravens. Nobody. Browns fifteen. Three teams. And 15. <laughs> Nobody. Anyways, uh, the guy had thirty six total yards coming into um, basically into the season, into week five of the season. He had thirty six career yards. Very Derrick Henry like. Yeah. Wide receiver. <laughs> Not so obvious start of the week. Now this is a guy that you want to start, have been started. He's on your team, but you're waiting for him to take off. He did a little last week. I think he continues that trend. It's Jarvis Landry in <laughs> Cleveland. I, I I believe Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry have finally connected. Man. 15 targets last week. He caught 10 of them for right at 100 yards and a touchdown. The previous week to that, he had a horrible day. Two two catches, 11 yards. Guess what? He was actually he was targeted 10 times. He's only been targeted under 10 times once this year. They're starting to connect. That was, again, it was against it was against the Buccaneers who are terrible have a terrible off secondary but he, he but gave this, an opportunity to earn trust yes earned a little trust earned a little chemistry with baker i think it's going to be another good week against the steelers we're used to saying steelers good defense we know that secondary is not good he did it week one with seven receptions for 100 yards against steelers i think he goes out and does that but gets in the end zone because that was a monsoon game yeah yeah this one i think he's going to light him up man he's going to go at least for at least the seven receptions some more yardage get in the end zone I'm thinking 30 points on, on this week for Jarvis Landry. 
Uh, I'm gonna go. I don't know about thirty points, but I think he. I think he'll be fine. I do think he gets ten receptions, give or take, and does top hundred yards. But sh- mom, my mom told me if I don't have anything nice to say, not to say it. So my my start of the week uh, at wide receiver is going to be Will Fuller of the Texans, and I know it's a Thursday night game, and Thursday night games don't always deliver the goods. But Kiki Kuti is Hurt. out. He's out. The Dolphins haven't been able to stop anybody in the passing game. They've got hit and miss results. Like I think that their defense is an up-and-coming defense, but they can't stop anybody currently. Will Fuller, I think, is definitely going to torch somebody uh, for a deep ball touchdown, a la Tyrell Williams, the new premier deep threat in the league. Uh, but Will Fuller, to me, is a prime candidate to have a big game this week. Can't, I, 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 that's it. It's... Kiki Kuti is out. The history shows that when Kuti's in, Fuller doesn't play well, and the opposite. He's going to be the strict number two in that number two role, getting number yeah, two Yeah, it's targets. not like a two and I a like two A. So, yeah, not, I'll give you that. Um, I'm going to go with Danny Amendola. Last two weeks, 13.9 points and 20.4 points. I can't pause. Oh, sorry. He called for the T. My bad. Oh. Oh yeah, I, teed, yeah we're, I was just teeing you up on Danny Danny Amendola. My bad. Today. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? Anyhow, so <laughs> no, you're good. Albert Wilson goes to the IR. All right, Gasecki, he's hurt, looking like he's doubtful this week. So who who else are going to throw to? I mean, who who else is whether it's Brock or whether it's Tannehill or whoever they've got down there? Who else are they going to throw to? Amendola's you know back to back solid fantasy weeks. And I look for him to get the lion's share, get you know over twenty five percent, twenty five percent target share this 25. week, twenty five, and uh, you know come away with seven or eight balls, get around a hundred yards, and quite possibly get into the end zone. He's he's always been sneaky good at getting into the end zone for such a tiny receiver, because he he can do those underneath routes and just find that soft spot and sit. So I'm going to go with uh, Da for such a tiny little receiver. Hey, it's Nittle. He's coming back to us. Nit, you are. About to be up for your not-so-obvious, most exciting position in football, not-so-obvious tight end start of the week. Hey, not going not gonna to drag my feet on this one. It's Trey Burton going up against the Jets, 21st worst pass defense in the NFL. And he had nine receptions on 11 targets, over 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Let's get Trey Burton going. He's becoming more... And a bigger, bigger part of that Chicago passing attack. I like Trey Burton this week. I like him going forward. I like it. And just for you folks that uh, are like, why in the heck didn't they edit that out? We're, we're this is this is hopefully uh, the first YouTube episode, so we're not going to be as uh, deliberate with our edits. So you'll just have to bear with us here and there through the occasional beer can pop. Basically, and, uh, we have no idea what we're doing. and It's still no. year one. We're we, not even halfway through year one. Give we, us a break. Yeah, we still don't know what to do with our hands. <laughs> we're still pretty unprofessional is what we're saying. Oh, absolutely. And if you think this is unprofessional, watch the uh, the YouTube version of this that should be up hours after this one. Uh, this is this is professional right here. We're, we're really rocking it out. But hey, you know what? You came to hear about football. We came to talk about football. Screw all the small stuff. Uh, tight end of the week. So not so obvious start of the week. The Jets, Chris Herndon, for the same reasons I talked about Trent Cannon. I told you I was going to double down on some teams. Uh, and the Jets are one of them this week for doubling me. Because down on the Jets. Doubling down on them. I don't like any wide receiver for the Jets this week, but I do like heavy doses of Trent Cannon, Chris Herndon, short game, trying to catch up to the Bears. And uh, Chris Herndon has really proved himself over the past couple weeks 
to be an up and coming tight end. Not saying he's going to be at that Gronkian level, but he's been really good, and I think he's going to get better. When a rookie wins the tight end job coming out of camp, it, you have to pay attention to him. Oh yeah, I mean we we've seen this time and time again to where someone you've not really heard of before because let's be real, not a lot of hype out of most tight ends coming out of college. Yeah. And they, you know, rarely. Yeah. And he was some camp hype too. Like we've talked about him before. So, and you, and you end up with, you know, winning, winning over, you know, pushing a, a veteran out, or sometimes it's a higher draft pick out. And all of a sudden you end up with, and I'm not saying he's going to be this, but Antonio Gates. And, you know, someone who's solid, if not great, for 10 years, you know, hey, I'm with you. Um, I'll buy some Chris Herndon for the time being. Why not go get him cheap? Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't think he's going to be terribly expensive. No, um, not at all. I'm going to go with CJ Uzoma. Uzoma? Uzoma? Uzoma. Uzoma. The secret of the ooze. And you, Great you, you guys will see yeah. a, uh, a trend. One of us will probably pick whoever the tight end playing the Buccaneers is from now on. Thought about it. I mean, the, out. the yeah. Buccaneers have a god-awful defense against tight end, and it just got worse. Quan Alexander went to the IR. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone's going to have a chance to lead tight ends this week out of nowhere, it's CJ Uzoma. Mm-hmm. Uzoma, like right. that pick a lot. And in the past two weeks, he's averaged a little over ten points a game. So, staying on the starts, you want to go right through the defense or circle back on some sits offensively? Let's go some quick hits on the IDP starts of the week. Not so obvious because I've got a few I want to talk about real quick. We'll make it quick and then go on to our not so obvious hits. Defensive end, I'm going to go JPP. Or I'm sorry, starts going JPP against Cincinnati. Andy Dalton's been very sackable. JPP likes getting sacks. It's a matchup made in heaven. Good ingredients there. Let's go get it. Should be throwing a ball a whole lot, like we've talked about all the episode. Andy Dalton's going to attempt probably 45 passes this game. Hey, that's 45 attempts to get a sack. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm with you. And Dalton's excessively sackable. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, he, he hangs onto the ball just way too long. I'll throw a DE in there. Uh, the Steelers and Browns game. I think this one's going to be a shootout, to be honest with you. I think Baker's going to have a really good game. I think Ben's going to drop back a ton. And I think Emmanuel Ogba, because of the Miles Garrett pressure, is going to get to the quarterback at least once this week. I'm not saying he's going to go twice, but I think Ogba gets you a sack and makes him startable in what is a heavy bye week week for a lot of players. Ogba. Ogba. I'm going to stick with the same Ooh. game. And I mean, Cam Hayward dropped a goose egg on you last week, but week one, whenever he played the Browns, now granted, different quarterback, different running back, he had a sack, five tackles, a tackle for loss, and an assist. I mean, I expect nothing more than, as you said, somewhat of a shootout in this game. And Cam Hayward getting back on track, getting after that rookie quarterback. You know, Baker hasn't ran this year like we've expected Baker to run. But when he does, he's sackable. sackable. Exactly. And Baker, I don't think he even ran like the 40 at the Combine or Pro Day or anything because he didn't want to be viewed as that guy who's just a running quarterback. Yeah. So I don't know if he's as fast as he looked in college. And we know Cam Hayward can get to the quarterback, and he's always played well against the Browns. Gotcha. Linebacker? Yeah, I got you one who had a hot week, and you just traded to me in our main league, <laughs> Raekwon McMillan. Yeah, I kind of hated to do that, but it all worked out. Slow best. start. Hurt last year, slow start this year. I think he's come alive. Is that what you told me? Come alive. When you're trying to sell, upsell him to right, me, you right. said he you came said, alive. Raekwon. Raekwon's has, ready to come alive. Yeah. 
But a good game last week. Seven solos, an assist, and forced a fumble. The other thing that happened last week, Kiko didn't have that great of a stat-wise game. I hate to toot my own horn here, but... Yeah, yeah, that was your sit, sit of the week, I do believe. Uh, Raquan McMillan... Uh, Ra- Raquan McMillan has awoken. I think he's going to be the focal point of that defense and, and get to the ball carrier more than the other linebackers. As his uh, dance coach, Katy Perry, would say, he's wide awake. He's wide awake. All right, linebacker for me, I'm going to go Zach Brown Band. ZBB? ZB, Zach Brown. Hasn't really put up the numbers that we expected so far from an IDP standpoint. Um, but he I mean, plays, he's a top 10 linebacker every year and hasn't been this year. He it's is. shocking. And Arms is a fan of him, along with Preston Brown. He loves the Brown brothers. I'd kill to have both Brown brothers as my, as my two starting linebackers. No, I wouldn't this three. year because both of them are very far down the list oh, as far as points go. But Zach Brown plays... The very sackable, as Arms loves to, or as Nit loves to say, Eli Manning. Not wow. only does he play the sackable Eli Manning, I know Zach Brown's not a sack specialist, but you know that the Giants are going to try to get the ground game going with Saquon, just they like have they to. have week in, week out. And Zach Brown's going to be there. He's going to welcome Saquon uh, to the league with arms wide open. And try to take his head completely off. The only question about Zach Brown is he's going to be trying to hit sticks at Saquon yeah. quite a few times and whiff a few times as well. It, Saquon with, can make anybody look bad, though. But Zach Brown, you know, he is his own worst enemy. You know, he he just needs to come out of it, tackle Saquon, get the numbers. I, I like him this week. I think he's great. Great IDP play. I'm going to go with Sound political there. someone you, lo- great. you love to have on your team. You just, you've been disappointed basically all but two weeks starting him. Roquan Smith. Roquan? Roquan. Roquan's only broke 10 twice this year. 10 fantasy points has not literally one That's game. better than my guy. One, <laughs> one game with seven tackles. After that, six and then four and four. Like He's he's had a rough year really so far from what everyone Ruffish. expected. Um, he got a second sack last week against Tom Brady. Good team. To, uh, like They've been playing a good, as a good team defensive yeah. unit, and when you get to Tom Brady, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, as we've said, we said last week, I don't want to play any sack specialist against Tom Brady. I mean, that's a, that's a picture moment. Our buddy uh, Adam Carricker, his Twitter profile picture is of him sacking Tom Brady. Video guys love that one, but and that's that's a moment. That's a moment for a catch player. us on YouTube for the out, outtakes and bloopers, please. Yeah, I, man, I'm so disappointed. I had so much better juice for Ray, my my pick Raekwon that I didn't get to use. I don't I don't know why. Throw it out Anyhow, there real quick. Back with, Scat it like skip that Raekwon. Simply back ten tackles. I was just gonna say like Deshaun's been sackable. He likes to scramble and hold the ball a little bit, and they have a weak running back core. I mean, they ain't making anyone miss. Your Lamar Millers and Alfred Blues of the world ain't making anyone miss. There, I'll double down on my Raekwon. Thanks for letting me get that in there. No problem. And I wrote with, it down. With Roquan, the Jets are going to try to establish with Crowell. You know that. Trent Cannon, whoever the hell that is, they're going to try to you know do Trent something with him. Cannon. Yeah. And Roquan's a pretty good neutralizer. He's a spectacular athlete. And then, of course, you know rookie quarterbacks, pretty easy to sack typically. Privates, break out the Trent Cannon. <laughs> Roquan, Raekwon. Starts uh. of the week at linebacker. The okay, not so obvious start. Let's be super quick on this one so we can go to not so obvious sits. Uh, good Def- defensive back. You got one. Mine's fairly obvious, but I'm gonna say he's gonna ha- he's gonna lead all safeties this week. Jamal Adams. He's been hot. 
anyway, he's been a top five safety anyway. That's but he's super obvious. But right, but he's going up against the Bears where he's going to be covering everyone. I mean, he's going to have a little bit of Trey Burton, a little bit of Tariq Cohen, going to be down in the box, uh, guarding against Jordan Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews, no, not Jordan Matthews. He's on a different team. Right. <laughs> he's going to be covering everyone though. He's going to be all of them, past, past and gonna, present and future. All right. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's I just be, rolled with it's, Jordan. It's going to be okay. Whatever. Uh, Defensive back arm. I'm going, going back to Jordan Lucas. He let you down last week after uh, two double-digit weeks. Um, but this week, he's got a quarterback who has no fear of losing his job, as Chad said. Yeah. And you know, he's going to throw his interceptions, and one of them uh, very likely will go to Jordan Lucas. I'm going to go with a guy that's underperformed, kind of like Zach Brown, Sean Davis. A guy that we thought was a shoe-in for a top 10 IDP performance. Sean Davis, I just picked him up off waivers the other day in the league. He has not done anything. But you know what? Second half faith. I'm going to have faith in (laughs) Sean Davis against the rookie quarterback in Baker Mayfield. I think Sean Davis has his best game of the year. Now, you all know what time it is. It is time to go straight over to the other side of our segment. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, yeah. It's not so obvious. Sits of the week. God, how do we get that the Macho lucky. Man Randy Savage? Post-mortem. And post-mortem. Post-mortem. I forgot about that. But how do we get him six years ago to do that for and we us? We didn't even know we were going to do it six years ago. Right. And then we also get the Hulkster, the Hulkamay, and his... And his daughter came over and hang out with us a little bit. Did y'all learn the Hulkster was six seven? Oh, he is a, six seven. He was a monster. He's, yeah, sure. I just remember the the picture with Andre the Giant. He looked like a dwarf. He did. But uh, okay, that's anyway. like the most iconic picture of wrestling ever. Right. But right. right. well, we, luckily, we did our quarterbacks. So, All Nick, right. take us down the line with your running back. Not so obvious sit of the week. So, top end guy, or at least stat wise, has been all year. Even though he's a backup and just fortunate to be in the role. T.J. Yeldon going to go ahead and finally sit him after being a very startable option for the first, uh, well, the last six weeks of the season. They make the trade for Carlos Hyde, and on top of that, uh, going up against a good defense. So I'm going to go ahead and sit T.J. Yeldon. Carlos Hyde's ready to be integrated in the offense. Even if he takes just gets five rushing attempts, Carlos Hyde does, that's five less for T.J. Yeldon. Go ahead and start sitting him and finding another option for this week and weeks to come on TJ. Simple, sweet, and I agree. Arms, running back, not so obvious sit. David Johnson, Sam, oh, Sam Fran. is My new acquisition. Sam Fran is number two against the rush to this year. David Johnson's not look like himself. I think it gets significantly worse this week. Now, they are probably number two against the rush because – People have been milking, <laughs> draining the clock on him. <laughs> like, oh, he just he took a knee. Well, that that helps us statistically on the defensive side, boys. Be happy about this. I, I will go with uh, my running back sit of the week is going to be Kareem Hunt, and I hate to do it because he's really busted out. Don't. I'm doing it, man. Don't. Listen, I think this is going to be a bigger passing game than we all think. I called Case Keenum as my not so obvious start doubling down on some of these matchups and i think case keenum is going to make the passing game relevant and i think tyree kill is going to have one of those big games sammy watkins same thing i think kareem hunt reverts back to you know his pushing for 75 85 yards but those passing touchdowns and those touchdowns in general i'm just saying they're not going to happen this week i'm not saying he's going to be terrible but he's not going to be 
a great start this week. If you got lucky and have two other good starters, granted, we've said it a million times. You paid for him, you got to start him, but I'm not excited about it this week. All right, I could buy into the non-excitement. Just uh, I can't do it. No, I'm I'm starting him regardless. All right, wide receiver. The feel-good story of the year, little John Brown's been great all season. Only had one down game, just getting it done. He's a top 10, top 15 guy right now. But I'm sitting him this week. couple reasons. One, Joe Flacco's got a little rapport back with Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree's awoke a little bit. He's wide awake. They're going against a solid Panthers defense. But the main reason I am sitting John Brown this week, because... Going up against that the, uh, a better defense, but the main reason I'm sitting, he's only gone up against a top 20 defense in the NFL once this year. He had me sold. I'm watching him with a great anticipation, and waiting for the reasoning. And he he sold yeah. it. And he, and he did exactly what you'd expect when he went up against the Titans defense. He only had two catches for 28 yards. I expect a similar performance against the Carolina Panthers. Stay away from him. Make John Brown your matchup guy when he's going against a bad defense. Play him with confidence. He's going to get loose. He's going to get catches. When he's going against a good defense, good passing defense, go ahead and sit John Brown. Find another option. He's my he's my not obvious you sit of the week. had me listening hook, line, and sinker the whole way through that. Thank, you're welcome. Man. You're welcome. I don't feel like going yet. Arms, you got your wide receiver? Not so obvious sit? Juju. Oh. Paid for him. Now, I, guess, I guess I just called Cream Hunt. I can't he, scoff at Juju. You got Juju on your 16-teamer, you got to play him. You got Juju on your 12-teamer, you got to play him. You got him on your 10-teamer. You got him on your 10-teamer, you probably still have to play him. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's a pretty decent Browns defense. You know, I still stand by my Denzel Ward, does a pretty good job shutting people down statement. And, you know, uh, A.B. torched the Browns last time, all right? And a lot of that had to do with um, Juju getting shut down by Denzel Ward. Now, he had an okay game. It wasn't great. It was okay. All I'm saying with Juju is don't expect those big spike weeks like you get from me quite often this week. Don't put, don't pony up in DFS for Juju this week. Okay. I, uh, I Like I said, I called Kareem Hunt, so I, I'm not going to give you flack for calling that one at all. Uh, I, I love Juju. I, I just do. He's that guy. Me too. I, I think teams surround Antonio Brown at times have at times this year and have dared the Steelers to beat you with Juju. And they can. And he can. And he can. He gets it done. He has. He kind of has good game against good defenses because they're taking away AB. I, I like Juju. You say Denzel Ward. I say Denzel Ward's going to be shadowing just like he did week one. He's going to be shadowing AB. So. I I kind of like Juju this week. I'm going to go huge name uh, on, on this wide receiver, too, just because I feel like being risky. You feel it. I feel it. A.J. Green is my not-so-obvious sit of the week, and I know that you've got to start him in most leagues, but listen, just hear a little bit of this reasoning, and it, it's a stretch, but the Buccaneers are so terrible on defense against the pass that I kind of feel, I have this feeling. I got take it, a feeling. Take it to the Bark Bank, that kind of feeling. He's that CJ Uzma, one of Arms' calls, and Tyler Boyd are going to have big weeks, and then the Bengals are going to be running the ball the second half, and I think A.J. Green's going to fall short of a really good week. It's as simple as that. A.J. going to get two touchdowns. Two touchdowns in the first half. Wouldn't surprise me at all. First half. <laughs> Mark but, it I, down. but I'm making the risky call. All right. Flip it, flip it over tight end. Gut check call. All right. 
Not so obvious sit of the week at tight end is going to be a guy, at least I paid for. I I paid for this guy. I paid for Evan Ingram. He's going to be my sit of the week. He's coming off injury. Comes in against Falcons on Monday night, totally uninvolved. On an obvious team that needs him, man. The Giants need him. You could say Eli. Eli's not playing well. Eli should be relying on Evan Ingram, not dumping the ball off. Hashtag or, truth. Yes, get the get the ball to Evan Ingram. That said, I don't think they do. I think there's so much discontent with that offense, with the fans. The fans are calling the ball to go to Odell. They're calling it to go to Saquon. They don't care about Evan, and I think the New York Giants coaching staff is going to start kind of falling into what everyone else wants and start force-feeding Odell. Don't throw it to Evan. It don't look as good on TV. No, force-feed it to, to Odell Beckham Jr., and frankly, Evan Ingram is going to be a byproduct, a, a, a just a loss for this offense moving forward. Don't like him against the Redskins, a good pass defense also. Arms, I think he just called him O.J. Buckham. I kind of like it. O.J. Buckham has a ring o- to it. O.J. O.J. Buckham. Buckham. He gonna- I like Buckham. He gonna, Beckham. I wanted to rhyme that real bad, but Arms, who <laughs> you got uh, not so obvious sit at tight end? I really want to go with Jimmy Graham. So do it. But I'm not. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with Kyle Rudolph. Uh, the reason being is because the Saints on the season have allowed 211 passing yards to the tight end for the whole season and one touchdown. It's not a lot of yards. One touchdown. No. No. No, it's not. Not a lot of, I not mean, a lot of points there. That's the, a real good point. For, for as bad as that defense has been, it's not the tight end that's killing them. No. I love it. And Geronimo Allison is set to return. Uh, Allison, Devontae, uh, Jimmy Graham takes a takes a little step back again. I love that call. Kyle, Kyle Rudolph and Jimmy Graham take a step back. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Graham. I'm I was sorry. Go, I was going with the Kyle sorry Rudolph. About Rudolph. I, do, I, 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 I feel the same way about Jimmy Graham, though. That's just The Rams have only allowed one touchdown as well. Right. And that's who I thought you were talking about. You know why? Because Miller Lite came into the show. Hey. <laughs> say, hey, guys. You we got to get this thing done. Bark's, so on, Bark's on fumes right now. Ugh. Ugh. Trey Burton is my not-so-obvious sit of the week. Hey, he's my start of the week. Hey. hey. Uh, I agree being, to disagree. <laughs> reason being, going back to the same thing, I'm tripling down on this game uh, because, again, I think the Bears are going to be running out the clock with a lot of Jordan Howard in the second half. And I don't think Trey Burton gets all the production that he needs to get to be a a fantasy stud this week because of that. He's not going to get many targets in the second half. So uh, Trey Burton, that is my guy there. You guys want to do some game calls? No, strongly disagree with that. I'm not. Done I know with you, you do. Yet. That's why I'm trying to get to the game calls because I knew Trey Burton has been knew like I was catching flies well, for that one. I don't know if they've had their bye week, but other than week one, it's been double digits the whole way. Oh yeah. But mid-season, Burton, dud, then back to his ways. Okay. So you think he has you know that hiccup just to get back on track? All right. Yes. Let me All give right. you a couple. I disagree, but okay. Let me give you a couple not-so-obvious sits of the week, IDP-wise. Miles Garrett going up against uh, the Pittsburgh line. Helping and, by Ogba. And, and, and the one guy who's proven to be rarely sackable is Ben Roethlisberger. Big dude. Now, they are going to throw the ball a lot, and Garrett's going to get his opportunities. I just don't think he gets there. I don't think he's going to get to quarterback. He's been quiet the last few weeks. Also, kind of came out against the Buccaneers last week, but quiet previously to that. Uh, I'd go ahead and sit Miles Garrett if you got a different option. I'm going to throw Eric Kendricks out there in the Saints-Vikings game. 
I think this has the makings of a shootout. I don't think Kendricks is going to see many rushes by Ingram and Kamara this week, mostly because I think the Vikings are going to jump out to a lead. Get out there. Get out there. So uh, I'm going to continue down the road here, and, and it's with the linebacker though, and it's C.J. Mosley had a stellar week last week. He had uh, had 16 total tackles against the Saints, but. The Panthers just completely go outside. If they can't establish a run, they're like, oh, it's fine. We're fine with that. We're fine with that. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just throw it out of the backfield. We'll, yeah, you we'll don't see McCaffrey up the middle as yeah, the game gets going. It, there's not a lot of uh, – not going to be a ton of tackle opportunities. I think the outside linebackers have a little bit better game than Mosley does this week. I like it. You guys ready for some game calls? I still had more, but okay. You want to squeeze it in like you did no, Raquan? No, it's good. Go ahead. Let's do some. I, I'd stay away from Josh Bynes in Arizona. He, squ- he squeezed it in. Yeah, you take away his monstrosity of a game against the 49ers, and he's just been he's average. about Amanda's brother. And over the last two games, Amanda's brother, Joshua Bynes, has given up some of the middle linebacker duties to Hassan Reddick, who's getting a little hotter, getting a few more looks. Stay away from Josh Bonds if you've been relying on him all year and have a different option. Dolphins-Texans tomorrow, Thursday, 8-20. Barn burner of a game. Actually, it might not be that bad, but Arms, who you got? Dolphins or Texans? I'm going to take the Texans. I just think as a team, they're they're more complete. I agree with you. I, Brock Osweiler is not going to look competent for more than two games in a row, and if he does... Crown his ass. Hey, Tannehill, Brock Osweiler with J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. Not nah, a, not that's a just a really script. bad combination to no. be Bros- Bros- <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Bad combination for him. He, he's he's going to have a bad I day. agree 100%. Texans at home. Did you know on Thursday night the home team win, wins 87% of the time? Well, that's unfortunate for my Dolphins. Yeah, that's not true either. But I'm going with the Texans. <laughs> right. uh, that was great. Eagles. Jets. Hey, don't worry. That was just like my lie about uh, San Fran being the number two uh, rush defense. I love sounded sounded just, good. Though, sometimes didn't it? when you when you say it with conviction, I know they were good. I didn't think they were. I was like, I think they were. No, I heard, I heard they were number two somewhere. Maybe I was wrong. This entirely. just in: Derek Carr traded for Leonard Fournette. Just kidding. Eagles. Jags. I, I who hate, you got? I arms? hate you for. <sighs> okay, uh, <laughs> give me the Eagles. They're hitting stride. The Jaguars look like a mess. Hot Maybe. mess. <laughs> yeah, they are a hot mess. Uh, Eagles uh, still pl- trying to find uh, the cure to that Super Bowl hangover. But I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to do it over across the pond in Wembley. Let's go, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. In the pound. In the pound. I got the Eagles. Uh, I agree with the arms. Mess over in Jacksonville. Integrating a new running back. Integrating Poss- a new quarterback, possibly not play, possibly not making it through the game with the same quarterback. Wide receivers haven't stepped up, in my opinion. I mean, they're they're you don't know they're not they, good that great anyway. They're not that great anyways. I mean, nobody is separating themselves future wise. DJ Chark's the only bet I got on the Jags wide receiving core, uh, but I'm going to go Eagles all day long. Ravens Panthers arms man, the Ravens look good. They look complete, and I believe. If I'm, I might be wrong, I think they're the number one defense, total defense in football right now. Yeah, I do believe you're correct. I like this game. as a, This is a very watchable, ugly game to me. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. It's and, a beer and goggles game. In the end, I'm actually going to give it. I'm going to crown them. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers at home. I do like the Panthers. Ravens, eh, they're good. They are good. 
but I like the Panthers at home. This Ravens team is just one of those that wins, and you're not sure why they win every week other right. than their defense is good. Yeah, because you pull the box score and you see nothing extravagant. Yeah. Every now and again, Joe Flacco unleashes three touchdowns, but right. you're like, Oh. They're supporting two wide receivers fantasy wise, but just mediocrely. Yeah, they're yeah. Two, wide receiver threes. Yeah, two wide receiver threes. I'm going Panthers in this one for the reasons Nit said. Broncos, Chiefs, arms. Chiefs. I I do think that it might be a little closer. It is. I'm not going to say this is going to be a blowout because Broncos got a really good pass rush. I mean, Von Miller, Brad, or Bradley Chubb. That, they're both. Effective at harassing the quarterback. Combo is lethal. It's been good all I mean, year. It, and Von Miller throws a hell of a Halloween party. Okay. okay. <laughs> From what I hear, it, are they going to be recovered? I don't know. But no, um, the Chiefs, Patty Ice, even against you know Bill Belichick, I think he threw four touchdowns. I know Bill doesn't pay, play defense himself, but he, he organizes a hell of one. But Patty Ice is just. I'd love to see that. <laughs> I mean, he's just. He looks like the the real deal. The I mean, past he's a every competitor, test, man. Yeah. He proved he is a competitor. Do they make sweater jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> Sweatshirt jerseys, I guess. Hoodie jerseys. Hoodie jerseys. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs as well. I mean, I think it's gonna be a, a pretty competitive game because I'm calling Keenum to have a good one, but the Chiefs Chiefs pull it out. I'm gonna throw out by eight points. I think all part the, of the, all the linebackers, tons and tons of tackles here. Yeah, part of the reason you're calling Case Keenum is because they're gonna get beat by a lot by the Chiefs, or at oh, least yeah, in a high in a high scoring game. Let me rephrase that: they're gonna get beat in a high scoring game. So that's why you're calling Case Keenum, and I'm gonna go with the Chiefs also. I, I think they're the second best team in football right now, despite the loss to New England at New England. I think the KFC, Kansas City Chiefs. Are your second best team in the or the first, best team in the AFC? Sad moment of the night: Browns or Steelers. Man. Sad, yeah, because we're this one's probably exciting. we're probably gonna call a Steelers win. That's why it's sad. We want the Browns every week to win, even though we're not fans. I could care less if the Browns win every week. They've already surpassed what they did last year. Everyone in Cleveland got their so free harsh. beer. Congratulations. Um, but I'm going to get with the Steelers. They, they, once again, kind of the same thing as the Eagles. They're hitting stride. They're looking really good all of a sudden. Um, kind of come to, come to yeah, come to the realization that Le'Veon Bell's not part of the team anymore. And they're like, all right, we're just getting behind James Conner. And Conner's, you know, done the best that you can expect any running back to do, given the situation. Yeah. Expecting uh, with you 100%. I'm expecting a good game out of Jarvis, and I'm expecting to ba- Baker Mayfield to hold his own in this. But in the end, it's going to be Ben Roethlisberger and the combination of receivers plus a a, a good James Conner, a good running attack uh, that gets it done. I think it's going to be a more competitive game than you think just because I like the fight that the Cleveland Browns have. I was going to be kind of quick on that one, but I have to say that. I like the fight that Baker brings and Jarvis bring to the Browns. I expect this to be a little closer than odds makers have it. Seahawks, Lions, arms. The emergence of Carrion Johnson, I feel like, is enough. I think Carrion Johnson's doing, I mean, looking like a, the next best thing to Saquon Barkley out of the rookie class, and I, I think that he can establish against the uh, the Seahawks, which are hot and cold. I mean, Stafford's still a very capable quarterback as well. They've got a three-headed monster at receiver. You know, that to me is enough for the uh, the Lions to pull this one out. Yeah, I, I think the Lions are one of those teams that's uh, going to be really good for the rest of the season. I like what the Lions are doing. I like the way they've been playing lately, so I, I like the Lions in this one as well. 
I do not. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I like Russell Wilson. Yeah, boy. I I'm don't go- like it. I like Russell I'm Wilson in this matchup. Home. Part, part of the He's re- like, no, 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 Seahawks. No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> part Part of the reason, part of being a good team is having a good defense. The Lions do not. They can score with anybody. Neither do the Hawks. But but they can also allow Russell Wilson to get loose, take off, and do that much more than what Sam Darnold did against them. I mean, they they got blown out by the Jets. I that's that's week one. That's enough. That's enough for me to 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 look at their defense and say anyone can play against them. It's true. I I think the Seahawks are are going to be okay in this one. You, you, uh, you can't judge a team by a game, not by one single game. I do. <laughs> Bucks Bengals arms. Let's finish this up. I mean, the Buccaneers uh, Buccaneers are reeling. They don't know what they're doing as a team in total. They just lost their best defender. And what do you what do you? Oh, they know what they're doing. Hands. Hands. Just put your hands. Down. I got these hands. Uh, Joe Mixon, AJ Green. Uh, C.J. Uzoma and Tyler Board is more than enough to beat this Buccaneers team. Tyler Board, I agree. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I don't want to talk about the Bengals that much, but I agree. Yeah, Bengals going to win it at home. Welcome to the jungle. All right, Jets and Bears arms. Speaking of a jungle, we're going to get a full analysis on this one. My God, Sam Darnold is about to get <laughs> eaten alive. The Bears going away. I agree, one hundred percent. I do think it's going to be a decent game. Uh, I did say the Bears would run it a lot after the half, but it's always fun watching a rookie quarterback attempt to bring his team back from the yeah. uh, depths of defeat. As he throws three balls directly into Eddie Jackson's chest. Yeah. How about Eddie Jackson? I mean, you guys convinced me. I mean, seeing what the Jets did against that wonderful, all I mean, amazing Detroit Lions team in week one, <laughs> uh, how do you not go with the Jets in this one after you guys uh, – it's the Bears. The Bears are going to win. They're going to win this football game. <laughs> They're going to win this football game. That's very John Gruden. If you were going to win this football game. See, the that's team that scores the most points is the one that usually wins the game. That's that, some that's great what I, analysis That's right what I was there. going with there. Yeah, absolutely yeah. great analysis. Redskins, Giants there. Closet Giants fan arms. <laughs> so For so long. Years. It's the Giants. His, team, his two favorite teams are horrible. <laughs> it's the Giants, he says. It's, uh, no, I'm, uh, he I, just wants to be on the complete opposite sides of the nation. It, Love the Giants. At, 3, any, given, miles at later. any given time, I could turn a game on and see most likely someone that I don't mind watching. But I think the the Giants have a little bit of a get right week uh, against the the Redskins. Redskins are leading their division at four and two. But like, it's because they're a good football team. Like, in despite of the, in spite of themselves, like they're they're winning games ugly. I laughed hard at the skins being a good football team. <laughs> they're they're four and two record. I know. record so proves it. I mean, Miami's but, a winning record as well. But. but I think the Giants can uh, the Giants win this game and put Dallas in first place. I hope so. The Giants. By winning this game, put Dallas in first place of the East. I like skins in it. I I think that Alex Smith is going to have a little bounce-back game from some of his down weeks, uh, like AP against that New York Giants defense as well. I like him to have a big game. And uh, I think somebody's going to step up on the receiving end for the Redskins. Also, Chris Thompson possibly could play this week. That would be a huge boost uh, for the Redskins. Redskins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, but when, when all you have is AP and Chris Thompson, I want to agree. Bibs, I, I want to agree with you, but here's what here's my analysis of the Giants' defense. They kinda, suck. Okay, I got it. No, kind of thinking about it. Uh, 
they talk about how bad Eli Apple was. They traded him away, got what they could. Janoris Jenkins on the other side has been burnt over and over. But the reason for that is they're 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 mediocre corners anyway. I'm not going to put them up. Only mm. room for one Eli on that Giants team. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to put these guys up on a pedestal. But the Giants run single high safety a lot. They bring Landon Collins into the box constantly. They play single high. He's a leave, linebacker and leave those guys out there. And they've been burnt by these dynamic good offenses. The Redskins are not that. The Redskins will play into the Giants' schematic hands defensively. Schematic. And the Giants are going to get it done just enough to beat the Redskins and put those Dallas Cowboys when, when in first place. Hunt for hunt when you don't have a corner, a quarterback who can get it over the, the low safety, yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bad situation for Alex Smith to be in. Redskins going to play right into their hands, and the de- the Giants are going to look like a capable defense. I think it's safe to say the Redskins could have some skin in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Colts Raiders arms. Wow. Just do it. Just call it, bro. Actually, I can't. I mean, there is no playmaker left on the Raiders. None. Like, now you can shadow Jared Cook. You established that in the first 22 minutes of the show. I mean, (laughs) yeah, Colts are Raiders. The the Colts with Marlon Mack and, you know, Chester Rogers and T.Y. Hilton are enough to win it against the Raiders. Hey, we got an answer. I like the Colts in this one as well. Uh, Marlon Mack, I I think – I agree with a lot of the folks that say sell high on Marlon Mack. I agree with that to an extent, but I also think Marlon Mack's going to have another good game. Colts. I like, dude, Andrew Luck looks awesome. Let's just put it that way. I'm actually believing in this Colts offense as being a very, a good offense, not just against bad teams. I think now they got Mike Mitchell on defense. They This is a decent AFC defensive player of the week. He's fast. Decent Colts offense. Decent Colts team against the bad Raiders. Give me the Colts. Niners, Cardinals in the barn burner of the week. <laughs> Just pick one. I'm just going to turn this one off. Oh, It's bad. No, I, uh, let pass. me jump in there. I'm going to go with the Niners. Can I think. we do a pass? I'll go pass <laughs> nah, with you. Nah, nah, okay. Nah. I'll go Niners. How about that? On the I'm road. At, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I am and as I well. think I think – Fitz has a better week than he's been having, and I think this is uh, an emergence of uh, Christian Kirk. New offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich. Yes, the Byron Leftwich we were just playing as our backup quarterback in fantasy leagues seven, eight years ago, is the new offensive coordinator. I think he gets it on track with uh, David Johnson. He loved to throw the ball. It came from a ridiculously prolific college system. He also knows what it's like to have a running game with Maurice Jones-Drew set up the pass. David Johnson this week. All right, pick, if you're looking at me. Yeah. I just wanted you to be like, you're uh, right. Cardinals. David Johnson Cardinals. is going to be great this week. I'm going San Fran. Okay. Nope, you did not convince me enough. If that's what you're waiting on, that is, you, it is Packers Rams. You want me to believe Byron Leftwich yes. is going to be the difference maker in, yes. in 2018? Yes, go Marshall. Well, he's not. How, he's not throwing the ball. However confident you are in that statement, I'm, I'm Chase sorry. It's, I'm calling Chase Litton. He'll agree with me. <laughs> okay, I'm not changing my mind with a Byron Leftwich. I'm going. Reference. I'm calling the upset Byron. here. I think the Packers win this game. Aaron, oh. Aaron Rodgers. Just abusing the cornerbacks, I abusing can't. those all pro level quarterbacks. <laughs> both of, I just both can't. of their cornerbacks, I believe, are on IR. All right. Rams. 
Rams. Give me the Rams. Uh, I'm with you. It'll be. This is going to be a good game. This is going to be a test for the Rams. I think they're the best team in the league, the most complete team in the league, and they got the best running back in the league. Give me the Rams when they need to control the ball and keep it. They're going to do it, and that's how you beat the Packers. Keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. The Rams are formulated to get that done. Yep. I'm just trying to dissent. Formulated. I know the I know the Rams are going to win the game. Man, I, really, I want the Packers. I don't know, man. It could well. be a good game. I, I think I mean, it's going to be a good game. It could be a great game. Saints, Vikings, another possible good game. Arms, who you got? Saints. I mean, they really haven't had that, that hiccup to where they looked absolutely god-awful yet. They've now got Mark Ingram back. Yeah, they lost Ted again, but they got Traquan Smith. And you know, he's looked good. You know, Cam Meredith is, is fully acclimated into the system. Robert Meacham. Uh, who? Just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> who? Does he still play? Former Tennessee product, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Former Tennessee product. No, he had two two hundred yard games. Uh, good, great receivers come out of Tennessee. Whatever, Him, Cordero, Patterson, Josh Malone. Yeah. Just a list of studs. Anyhow, the Saints, I believe, are just, are, it's just too much. There's too many, too much offensive firepower for the uh, for the Vikings. Really? I like the Vikings in this one. I think Stefan Diggs has himself a game. I think he comes out. He's been getting targeted like crazy. He just hasn't been able to turn him into much against his Saints defense. I think Stephon Diggs will turn it into much, to repeat myself. I like the Vikings a ton in this game. Yeah, I mean, He's I had back-to-back weeks of 33 yards. I think the, yeah. the Vikings can like absolutely. catches the last one or something. Absolutely. The, the Vikings absolutely can stand toe-to-toe offensively with the Saints. They're going to get it done with the two receivers. The Saints have Michael Thomas. The Saints have the running back. Hey, Latavius Murray is my call of the week. I like that. It, big backs get it done against the Saints. I'm going to go Vikings here because they got the better defense when it comes down to it. Last game, will it be disgusting Patriots versus the Bills? Uh, I mean, we both called Tom Brady as a sit, but I think that the Patriots are still too much of a complete team. I mean, yeah, I, I'm only calling him a sit because they're going to be up by. I mean, do I expect versus the most incomplete? Team. Do I expect Derek Anderson or whoever they've got starting this week to throw a single touchdown? No, Shady McCoy is just hurt. hot garbage. Is he even play? Is, is He's he hurt. All right, even if he did play, it isn't going to make a difference. Who do you have to target? To stop now, fine. You know how the the bill or the Patriots very good at taking away that playmaker. Who do you take away? Who do you take away? They don't have any good players. Yeah, I mean, do you take away their left tackle? I mean, is that the best player on their <laughs> offense? Because I don't know. It's it's just a terrible offense. I mean, what do they got to focus on? Charles Clay. I mean, Zay Jones. I can't believe this is still a Monday night game. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt they should have changed this. Like you got Saints Vikings. Packers, Rams, other. Oh, by the way, matchups. by the way, the Pats. I, I shouldn't have had to say it, but the Pats. Oh yeah, yeah, Patriots for sure. Derek Anderson is not going to pull magic out of a bottle in this one. Yeah, he's going to go back to circa. He's never been good. He's going to be gonna looking go to the, the sideline to Nathan Peterman, like throw it to that guy, like that. Oh, oh okay. Man, <laughs> 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 shoot. How, what, Thanks, Peterception. A, uh, not a great, <laughs> not a great way to start to end the week, but that's uh, gonna it's gonna be Patriots all the way. Oh yeah, at least there's one thing like we all get an extra day with our spouses because we're not watching Monday Night Football. Oh no, no, I don't want to see. I any don't want to flip it on. No, that's bad. No, good time to watch WWE Monday Night Raw if you're not a wrestling fan. It's scripted, 
but it's going to be more unpredictable than what's happening <laughs> in this game. Great time to restart every episode of Friends on Netflix. Like, if you're behind on The Walking Dead, catch yeah, up. No, there you go. The There's game. an opportunity for you to catch up. You watch an episode and catch the new one. There you go. All right. I well, think. there we go. We got it. Earlier episode coming to you. Hopefully, everybody gets a chance to listen to it and watch it so you can see the great outtakes that uh, aren't so great. But, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Again, check out the YouTube channel, subscribe, and uh, give us a look. See, you guys want to do like some kind of thing for the camera? Like, no, no, I'm not doing that. No, I just did it. So now I'm the jackass. Mark's out. Good night. Peace. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.